Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, na-na-na-na, Cody Rhodes. He's in WWE now. What a work. <laughs> I, I don't understand how they're going to now bring him back to AEW. Well, I mean, look, we were having a chat last night. Andy said at one point, this feels like a one-night deal. Like, he'll be back on Dynamite <laughs> next week. Colour me shocked. Uh, I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luke Owen, D-A-D. And for at least the next few hours... Still your Jam That Champion interim. The interim Jam That Champion. It is cutting it fine because with the new prediction rules that we have got and because bloody Charlotte Flair won, uh, I lost four points and I only had four points leading into that match. So I am on net zero while Adam Blompier, who is challenging for the interim championship, is on six. That sounds like an unassailable lead unless he loses his Joker That's pick. Exactly. Well, his Joker pick, I think, is, uh, is Street Profits, I think. Ooh. in the Or he might have RK Bro. I've got, a, I've got a hope that he's wrong on that and I get my Roman Joker pick. Now mm. I can try and claw back some of my points. Well, this is our WrestleMania 38 Part 1 review. Of course, we've got Part 2 coming tonight. You can check in with all the live reactions with Luke, with Adam with Andy, with a returning loser Pete. Yeah, who lost his Jam That Championship last night, again because of the Joker pick of Ronda Rousey. Andy Datsun is your new Jam That Champion. He actually had a bit of a stormy night. He ended the night with seven points. Goddamn. Uh, and this show is brought to you by Beer. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. You can get yourself not one, not two, not three, but... 10 free craft beers on us. It's for UK viewers only, I am afraid. All you got to do is pay for that mwah, sweet postage and packaging, and you can get 10 gorgeous craft beers delivered right to your front door for now. And it was, we had a cracking time with the case last night. I've seen a few people say that I've got that morning after voice. Yes, you told me you had a few too many. I don't know say I had a few too many, but we, uh, we, 
supped quite a few of the IPAs, uh -huh. and there was a Neapolitan stout in there that was delicious. Uh -huh. Oh, it was good. Real good. What percentage are we talking? What number? A lot of them were fives. Mm. Over fives, five and a half, a couple of sixes. That's not a session. It all there were no sessions. Session. There were no session ales available in this box. <laughs> and there's Stone Cold in the main event, also seemingly sponsored by Beer 52. His own beer. Yeah. <laughs> Austin 52. Well, before we get into that, of course, also send all your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Let us know your thoughts on the whole pay-per-view or premium live event, whatever they're called now. We'll get to all of them over five US dollars before the end of the show. But let's talk about, yeah, the most newsworthy thing. Easily so. And I think you can say that comfortably because we have seen this in the past when the news came out from Sean Rossap that Steve Austin was going to have his first wrestling match in 19 years. We were like, oh, that's big news. And then Cody Rhodes left AEW not four hours later. And that then became the biggest news of the year. Uh, looking at YouTube's trending topics in the back end, which is how I sort of decide what stories to lead with. You had uh, Cody Rhodes was the, the biggest wrestling topic. I think it was like the fourth biggest topic overall. Then you had WrestleMania 38 down there. Then you had Becky Lynch. Then you had Logan Paul rounding wow. out sort of the top 10. No Stone Cold. No Steve Austin. No Steve Austin. I, I We've seen this over the last few weeks of viewers of you know who watch this show and who email into the podcast and stuff who aren't the same age as us, who are the generation that came after us, who didn't grow up with Austin. Andy said yesterday, Andy said yesterday that this that was his first ever Austin match live. Wow. He's like, this guy, I've never really watched the Steve Austin match. And a lot of people in the chat that we have was like, this is my first time seeing Steve Austin wrestle. Well, we'll get into the thoughts on Stone Cold. I think uh, overall, like the headline takeaway, apart from the newsworthy bits, Stone Cold coming back, uh, Cody WWE return, and just an excellent Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch match. What a show. What a show. So much fun. Sports entertaining. It really was. Yeah. It was a very sports entertaining. It picked up, certainly with the tag match. Could have done without the first two matches, which felt like it felt like WrestleMania Smackdown again. Mm. Uh, but when we got into that tag match, that was the first moment where I was like, oh, okay, this feels like WrestleMania now. It was like five matches of killer because each match brought its own level of star power or crazy story coming to a climax. So... Yeah, really, really impressive night one. And spearheaded by Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes, Cody, Cody, Cody Rhodes. Seth Rollins comes out. He gets a little pitch-perfect quiet to do his... Oh, oh, yep. And he comes down and he's waiting. I thought they strung this out perfectly. So good. That, that they just like he was waiting there he was screaming come on i haven't got all t all day time is money the new day i've got to have a match at some <laughs> point today well, we've got a four more video packages to fit in i'm surprised they didn't then run a video package <laughs> for bobby lashley versus a moss <laughs> recapping the story again <laughs> and all the light not all the lights most of the lights cut off so you can only see seth's face then the light on him cuts off and then pow, 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 pyro up the ramp. You still don't know who it who it is. When the lights cut out, I thought, are we gonna hear a dong? Yeah, we're gonna hear a dong. Just a, a here comes the money. Like me and Tempest talked about this in the Friday uh, the Teams Nuke show. 
I love the fact that WWE have been leaking out stories being like, could be Shane, could be Taker, <laughs> because it really did. It made all three of us, even though we were all so sure it was going to be Cody, we were like, ah, but what if it isn't? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the chat was like, oh, but what if it isn't Cody Rhodes? And like a lot of people were like, I think it still could be Shane. So we were there like on tenterhooks of being like, uh -huh. who's it going to be? Like literally like leaning forward, like hands over our mouths. And then wrestling has more than one royal family and that crap song plays and the place went ballistic for it i like cody's entrance music and then cody rises in the cody like it was it was a weird shot that they were holding on there was obviously you know some guy cameraman tilted underneath the stage and then cody comes out from the ground neither baby face nor heel he, he's got his own entrance he did he came out and he did it, this was not former wwe star cody rhodes this wasn't stardust this was aew's cody rhodes american nightmare cody rhodes <laughs> although have you seen wwe's website and the the roster section no there was a fault i don't know if it was obviously not intentional but stardust was listed <laughs> it was stardust's picture next to cody rhodes there must have been like an update error when they re-added him this morning yeah, yeah. that's hilarious yeah. uh but yeah though no, this was proper full-on American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. He had American Nightmare written up. They kept calling him. Did you hear Corey Graves on commentary? He said, the prodigal son has returned. Mm. And they made this a huge deal. Yeah. He got arguably um, one of the biggest entrances of the night, if not probably the biggest entrance of the night. I would say with the amount of pyro that went off for him, that went off for his win, because he won the match, uh, you've got to be looking at near half a million dollars on his entrance and it's one of those the amount of money spent that you okay yeah the amount of money spent here for this entrance does make you think oh maybe they do have some plans for him then because they w i don't think that vince would give him this mm. big of a presentation if they weren't gonna do something big with him what i like about it is that i feel with wwe if someone comes back we haven't really had this for a long time but uh, if it was someone from the Indies or someone from TNA back in the day or WCW, if they were going into WWE, it would be as a new gimmick. Even from their own goddamn developmental promotion. Oftentimes. You don't get Bobby Roode NXT champion. You get a new version of Bobby Roode. Carrion Cross. This was AEW Cody stepping across character intact. Um, I don't know if you have you listened to the podcast interviews and I, stuff. I saw the Variety <laughs> article when I did the uh, the yeah. What Just Happened news um, when the show finished. I read a couple of lines from the Variety you article. Can't call it What Just Happened. No, oh, uh, 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 the um, oh, tell me, tell me what occurred. This thing <laughs> took place. Here I am to tell you about it. Exactly. Yeah, and I read a couple of lines from the Variety article, but I've not listened to the podcast. No. Well, he. Uh, Seth, uh, Cody says that a big part of him making the decision to go to WWE return was Vince and Bruce personally flying down to see him and Vince saying you know Cody saying if if I do it I've got to come in as me as the American Nightmare and Vince apparently said if it ain't broke well, I mean, yeah. that's that's what we're buying I mean, it was it was so over in AEW at that point. That's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah, he definitely does not watch Dynamite, does he? The crowd. Yeah, I mean, this is a broken boo, Cody boo. The character that's been roundly booed 
what one of the most obvious examples of something not working in AEW when they find a way to make everything work. It's like Vince is well, whatever, ain't broke. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's deaf to the booze. He just sees the money. Well, I think that just a he doesn't watch the, yes. he doesn't watch Dynamite, yeah. but b he was probably just telling Cody what he wanted to hear, so he would sign with them. One hundred percent. Um, so Cody then had a very good 20-minute match with mm. Seth Rollins. They, you, they were like... One of my favorite spots in wrestling, and it never happens, is the suplex to the outside of the ring. I've had three of those now in two weeks. I saw it with Punk and Dax on Dynamite. I saw it with Dax and one of the Briscoes at Ring of Honor. And it's in this match. They did a super. They did a suplex spell outside. It's the new Canadian destroyer. Oh no! <laughs> no, it's my darling protected gem. Everyone will be doing it now. <laughs> it was a setup move. Yeah. Well, it was really good. Um, Crossroads is just as ineffective <laughs> in WWE <laughs> as it is in AEW. When Seth kicked out Crossroads, I was like, Cody, I don't know why you bothered just doing one. Look, this this was the time to protect your finisher, reset its danger level. No, he was like, it needs. You need to do four of them and a bionic elbow in there as well. The only way to really finish you off. Um, Seth hit a pedigree because there were two really. Corey Graves told the story of, well, Seth Rollins was mentored by Dusty Rhodes, and I'm pretty sure Cody's got a like historic relationship with Dusty too, and both men also have this looming specter of Triple H above them as well. So a lot of context to play into. There was a spot during this. Cody was doing this a lot in AEW as well, like towards the end of his run. And I remember we talked about this because I thought that it was a very... It's a very interesting spot. And you can tell how smart of a man Cody is, mm. which is that he started to hit the Tiger Driver. And yes. to hit the Tiger Driver, you have to put someone in the pedigree position. And he was doing that on purpose to work the AEW fans who have been calling him the Triple H of AEW. So he's like, well, I'm going to do this move because it looks like I'm about to hit the pedigree. I don't know how many of this, how much of this audience knew that's what he was doing because there were times where it was like, he's going to hit the pedigree. Mm. And then when he did it, they were like, ah, oh, that was weird. Um, so yeah, Cody won. What was your, what's your thoughts on all this? It was so weird. It's weird, isn't it? It was so weird watching <laughs> Cody Rhodes with the big WWE presentation, with the AR graphics and everything, which were worse than I thought they were going to yeah. be. It was hideous. His tattoo on his neck looks bigger in WWE than it ever did in AEW. It looks like he's had it redone <laughs> so he can stretch out and make it bigger. It was one of the conditions of signing. <laughs> he's, in the, he's gone back to the big leagues. I need a bigger tattoo. By the end of his... But when he goes back to AEW eventually, it's going to be a face. It's going to be his whole face, that tattoo. And I actually really liked some of Seth Rollins' like, smack talk that he was doing during this match. At one point, he even said, welcome back to the big leagues, kids. Like There was some really good... This is my promotion. There was some like really fun stuff in there. It was just weird watching him wrestle in, in WWE. But with the win... I. I I've, I've, the, t the line I've been towing is, let's see where he is in six weeks. Yes. Uh, but going by this and the presentation here, I am not worried about Cody's position in, in WWE. I know he's got these big plans to be WWE champion, but I will believe it when I see it. Before this, my worry was WWE not getting behind him. Mm-hmm. 
And that's sort of the concern you've got. They'll screw it up somehow. Let's see where we they are. They always in six find weeks. a way. <laughs> but watching this match, something else happened that I hadn't quite predicted to me. And that this is with full awareness that I love AEW. And I think, you know, Do my, you? <laughs> my allegiances are to AEW. I prefer their wrestling. And there is a bit of me that's like, Cody left me over here. So that that is on the table. I put that out on Front Street. When I was watching this match, the longer it went on, the more rest holds that Cody put in. It felt like everything, not not everything, but a lot of the reason I was emotionally invested in Cody for the last six years was slowly dripping away. Because I bought into a guy whose whole appeal was I am outside the company and I'm going to make it by myself. Yeah, that company didn't believe in me, but I believe in me and I'm going to prove them wrong. And he went, he tried, he did everything he could to prove them wrong and arguably succeeded in doing so. And now he's back in that company. And that suddenly made me think, oh, it's not just WWE's duty to make this work this is actually a whole new challenge for cody as well mm -hmm. because he can't rest on that character anymore he can't do that promo motivation anymore that sort of affected a lot of us particularly me he hasn't got dustin to have those inbuilt really emotional stories with so that's like well what's cody gonna do and i guess that's the title of this video what's next for cody I'm sure he can come up with something. And looking back to, you know, the Rhodes Brothers feud with the Shield, for instance. Was it the Usos? No, it was the uh, the, uh, the Shield, where like, all the stuff with Dusty, right? Mm. Like that stuff. That was uh, enormously affecting. So I'm sure he's got something in there. But uh, yeah, what I'm saying is the reasons I loved Cody, which are... His uh, sort of anti-WWE stance and his ridiculous booking. You know, there was no... Where was the interference? Where was the random Brandy Rhodes appearance? There was no Arn Anderson there. There was no Arn Anderson. There were no celebrities. Where was Lee Johnson at? There weren't like 50 other guys to run down. Tommy Dreamer coming out in a tracksuit behind him. I was like, is that Nick Aldis? <laughs> it's not... It's just the guy in the crowd. Where, where's all the zaniness? Where where is Cody Island? Where's where's the dog? Mm. Where's the dog? <laughs> so all of this stuff is now stripped away from him, and he is restarted. So this is a new challenge. I don't. I, I did like with CM Punk. If he just turned up somewhere, I'd be like, I'm here with you. Whatever you do. And what I'm realizing is with Cody, I'm not as loyal to him as I thought I was. It was actually a lot of the situation that was happening at the time. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't quite know where I sit with this. Um, I remember when me and Pete, like, what are doing a live show when the AEW news broke that he had left. And I just kept turning to Pete. I was like, I don't know what to do with this. I don't know what to do with this information that Cody Rhodes, whose whole mantra has been pro wrestling is bigger than WWE. It is this. It is this huge thing. My father, that company disrespected my father 
and I'm going to prove them and everyone wrong that didn't trust me. And he built this empire and he really revolutionized Ring of Honor. Like he, yeah. him, the Bucks, like they made Ring of Honor one of the biggest companies in, in North America. He did some great work over in New Japan and he made himself a star. <laughs> He put on the biggest independent wrestling show since WCW closed its doors with All In on a bet. What? Not even, not even a bet. It was just like, because Dave Meltzer said, like, no, I don't think Ring of Honor can do that. And he was like, we can, because pro wrestling and independent pro wrestling is this, is this huge thing. And no one is really paying attention to this. And the first chance he got, it was like, but I'm going to go back to WWE because my dad never won the WWF title and Dan Lambert gave me the old WWF <laughs> title and I'd really like to win that belt because I need to do that for my dad. And it's just like, oh, so was that last six years oh, a lie then? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what what do you want in this world? Hmm. Yeah, because it really was the first opportunity. It was. Yeah. I didn't never well, really thought of And he did that. an interview saying like, oh, I, I wrestled everyone in AEW. I was like, have you seen the amount of talent that's going into <laughs> AEW? There's loads of people you haven't wrestled there. Yeah, it's it's definitely the the reasons he's given of it was just my time to move on. Yeah, I think is um, yeah, I, I don't know how far to believe that. It's just, I think it's just PR speak. Yeah, but no, nothing against the guy. I'm just I'm confused. I don't understand what I feel. So what do you what do you think's going to happen now? Do you, I think the the most obvious what I felt that the Cody Seth match lacked was a story. A feud because that's where Cody excels. Yeah, he can really tell amazing emotional bits in the ring. But I don't to having like a a standing start. That element was lacking from this. It was just a good match, a very good match. So, do you think he now has the opportunity to build that story with Seth on Raw? So, will it continue this feud? I, I mean, I guess there is something there. Like I. I... I'm still fairly confident. I don't. I mean, I, I, I'm basing this on pretty much nothing. But I think Austin Theory is going to win the US title either on the Raw after Mania or very soon after. Bianca and Becky are having a hair versus hair match. That was way off base. Ronda's winning the title. That seemed such a given, but yeah, Ronda then had a hissy fit of the looks of things. Um, but yeah, like it's. I, I'm pretty confident that Austin Theory is going to win the US title. Mm -hmm. I don't know why you just keep pinning Finn Balor with him if you're not. And like, I, th I think that Vince. I, was it you that said yesterday that Vince sees him as the next John Cena or next John uh, Cena? John Cena level talent. Yeah. Yeah. So I think. And so, you know, Austin Theory versus Cody Rhodes with Vince McMahon. Because he was a Vince McMahon picked opponent for Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. So that has to factor into something else as well. And there have been some wrestling journalists who have alluded to the fact that vince is going to be involved in cody rhodes's presentation in wwe and so that kind of leads you towards austin theory as like his first big feud going in coming out of this right i think i think that's naturally a really good idea i don't want to see a feud with seth i feel like that would just i think we've not, done, I, I don't, not now yeah, no no i think we we can come back to this at another point but totally. i think now we've done the match i don't think we need to do it again cody vince Austin Theory, you're totally right. That's a that's a lot more appealing. The reason I was putting my head in my hand is because do you think Vince looked at the tattoo and just went US title? <laughs> I think he probably looked at it, like probably said US title because it's like, well, we haven't got a WWE title yeah. to fight over at the moment because <laughs> Roman's got that. And then we go, I'm not doing that match just yet. Like I don't think he's gonna go into a feud with Roman Reigns out of the gates. No, no.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, let's see what all of you people think on the Ultra Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your thoughts in there. Charles Berg, Adrenaline, in my soul. I've got blonde hair on Cody Rhodes. <laughs> what a nice moment for Cody. It'd be a shame if he gets mid-carded to hell. Well, that's the mid-card will be Raw's main event, really, for the next four months, I feel. Until they bring a new belt in, yeah. <coughs> uh, yeah, you'd think he'd stay on Raw, right? I think he's Raw-bound. Yeah. Uh, but my favourite part of the show was William Regal Treehouse or needing your glasses <laughs> to see. Is this a live reactions joke? It's a live, we kept doing William Regal impressions about people trying <laughs> to get into William Regal's hard club for tough guys. <laughs> and then we just started like, that's my little treehouse. I'm allowed one homer. <laughs> Meng. And the actual Chris Jericho Sports Entertainers <laughs> of the Week is Cody Rhodes. He's back and we can go back to our lives. Now I'm interested in Veer tomorrow night. What if Veer got genuine over instead of irony over the same way Hook was? Uh, with Veer, it's not even where's he in six weeks. It's where's he in two weeks mm. because he will have that ironic backing, the Tamina backing that she had at WrestleMania last year, you know, on that Raw after Mania when he debuted. But next week when you're in Bumble Flip, New Jersey, what's the reaction for Veer then? I'm putting a bet on. Okay. It's a it's closer to Hook than it is to Mina. Okay. I always yeah. thought Veer had something. He's a handsome dude. D- d- just his explosiveness. I liked him. Um Morty JR. 
Proper marked out for AEW-flavoured Cody. Do you think he cuts a Cody's own style promo Monday? And if so, does he directly mention AEW? 100%. I think he will make, make probably just once, or he will certainly say, I left and I started another promotion. Oh, you, but by name? I wouldn't be surprised if, they, if he said it by name. Like, probably not. This is the other thing as well, actually. <coughs> during that main event, during, actually, I mean, Vince called it a main event. Yeah. During that match, not a single AEW chant. That is a good point. Lots of lots Cody of Cody chants, but yeah. no one was chanting AEW. Uh, I think we're going to get... It, it, Cody's going to cut a promo. Some music interrupts him. Oh, really? I don't think we'll hear from oh, him. No, I It'll think... It'll be annoying. We, tonight, we hear from Cody Rhodes. Laksim Narasimhan B. A pretty great WrestleMania night one. A not so great start to my first Wrestle League. Adrenaline in my soul. Vince McMahon got Cody Rhodes. Uh, Laksim again. While Cody's appearance was expected, still a goosebumps moment when I heard wrestling has more than one royal family. I can't deny that it was quite heartwarming to see Cody finally getting cheered again. You see him give his weight belt to the kid in the crowd as well. Because he's a baby face. Yeah. Also, I kind of believe, or maybe hope, I don't know, that Vince didn't agree to a never-turning-heel deal so that we get sh to see that side of Cody's character as well. Kind of worked pretty well with Bullet Club, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I'll be, yeah, curious to see what they, they do with it and what the reaction to it. Because, like, the only reason they start doing, you know, teases of Cody turning a heel is because the crowd were turning him heel. It wasn't anything that Cody was, apart from, you know, his promos and stuff. But it was the crowd that were like, we've decided you're a heel now. And so they start to play into that, <laughs> despite some of Cody's best efforts. Like, no, look, Pac likes me. We're the good guys here. You want my shoes? <laughs> Please, cheer me. Take my shoes. Well, you know, if you want to go somewhere where the company will belligerently ignore the reactions of fans, WWE's your place. It's the place to be. Uh, also, I had a terrible uh, wrestle league mm -hmm. because I got two points from Stand and Deliver. Two points. Who were your wins? Uh, Walter and uh, Tony D'Angelo, i.e. You didn't the, pay Grimes. The obvious ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got the obvious ones right. Every single one <laughs> I absolutely bollocks. Liam Leonard. Double L Liam Leonard. Uh, wow, what a debut. And we were worried it could have been Shane. Sent my live reactions to you via Patreon. Oh, we'll watch those. Uh, I had a wonderful night one. Uh, Whirlipede squad holds the titles. I need to get that Fanquizzlemania trophy now. Congrats, Andy. Jam that jam. Whirlipede seems to be a Pokemon of some sort. I wonder if um, Logan Paul has a necklace with it on. That was badass. <laughs> <laughs> Love Logan Paul. Oh my god. What happened to me? I'm going to reiterate again. <coughs> as a heel. Tengu Ray. This was my first WWE show since last Mania. And as much as I loved the Cody match, I hated the commentary acting like Cody hadn't wrestled in six years. I don't feel like they did that. No, I don't think they did that. They did say, you know, he hasn't been here in mm. six years. But they were, I think, making quite a lot of references to the fact he has been wrestling in the downtime. Yeah. Took me out of the match a bunch of times. I cannot stand WWE's only we exist mentality. Uh, I'm not expecting AEW shoutouts or anything, but at least say the independent scene and make his return feel like a big deal because what he's done since. It felt fake in a sense. Also had a lot of mixed feelings on Stone Cold versus KO, but Becky versus Bianca was perfect. I actually also thought the Stone Cold versus KO was perfect. I had thoughts there. Um, but Tengu, no, I, I, I disagree with the Cody treatment. I mm. think they did a good job. William Toki Jr., 
Who remembers that video Cody put on social media where he said be ready for a wild ride because things are about to get weird? I'm thinking over the next year he wins money in the bank, then after Roman faces whoever at Mania next year, Cody cashes in and wins at Mania. Winning money in the bank isn't actually a terrible idea. I think it's a good idea. Really good. Chicken Panda. What's next for Cody? Two months of storyline and feud for the 24-7 title as Stardust because Vince got bored again. I think he's got enough creative clout that we won't be... I Actually, I popped for the Stardust reference in the match. He did the cartwheel and like the Stardust pose. I was like, that's that's great. I love that Loved too. it. Nate S. In the Variety article, Cody says he told Vince and Bruce that he feels he is the best pro wrestler in the world and wants to prove that. We know how Vince feels about pro wrestlers. Could that be a problem? Also, Cody said Veer in his interview post-match. I haven't seen the post-match interview. No, I haven't seen it either. I think it was on like, YouTube it's or something. It's on the YouTube one. Um, I don't think that is the thing that will make Vince sour. No. He'll probably forget Cody said that within five minutes. He's probably already forgotten. Yeah. It'll be a bunch of other weird turns of emotion that screw things up. Liam version one. When asked who can dethrone Roman, most people say that person isn't here yet. Now that Cody is back, is there now someone that could believably take the belt off of him? Also, Cody crashed Pro Wrestling Tees and AEW Global Shop last night. Code that road. Yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees sent out an email saying, you've got to get these t-shirts now before they go. Um, and like all of his t-shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees went into sort of like a fire sale, basically. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, um... It could Cody be the guy to dethrone Roman? Pff, I don't know about that. I mean, with Bron Breaker not winning the title back, mm. I think there's every chance that Bron's coming up to the main roster. Before last night, I would have said no way. But that there is an inkling, maybe, if Cody continue this momentum and can make it better, maybe, maybe, maybe. Percy said. What do you think of Cody being a pro wrestler in a sports entertainment company like the opposite of JAS? Cody and Seth did have an AEW star match. I, I, I disagree with that. I think they had a WWE, a modern WWE style match. I, I never looked at Cody as the pro wrestler of AEW. He was always the sports entertainer. He was the WCW guy. Yeah. He was just being like, oh, they did this thing in NWA. Can we do that sort of thing? Now? Yeah. Uh, Darbicus 11584 Hey boys, watched Mania Night 1 last night and while it was a surprisingly good show I still have doubts concerning WWE booking Cody. If in three months he's still a big deal then great but my fear is we're 12 weeks away from Stardust. Hashtag hope I'm wrong. Hashtag jam that jam. I, I would put money on he'll never be Stardust. Uh, well, I, We've all got those same fears but we're also worried about the first part and I think they did knock that out of the park. Absolutely. I couldn't couldn't think of a single thing that they could have done better. No, no I think they absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Um, before we get on with the rest of the show, hey, beer. Yes, exactly. Beer is coming. <laughs> Why so, didn't we think of that until just now? because you, you just saying it then. It was like, that's really good. I could do that. Yes. Beer is coming to your front door. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Get yourself 10 free craft beer on us. Use the link in the video description down below or the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. We were tucking into the boxes uh, last night and oh, there are some delicious options in there. Fabulous. Mm. Please do check them out. They are amazing. 
They've sponsored us for ages, and we know that the guy in charge is a big wrestling fan. He is indeed, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've been our official WrestleMania sponsor uh, this year, <clears throat> last year. We are always really happy to work with Beer 52. Very good friends of ours, and yeah, we love their product. I have been a, a subscriber to Beer 52 for like eight years at this point. Wow. Uh, I, I think it's a fabulous service. Right, this, ep- this episode of WrestleMania. Well, it kind of is. Yeah, well, I mean, this episode of WrestleMania SmackDown at the start of it, at the very least. Well, before we get into SmackDown, let's talk about just the structure of WrestleMania. Because this was a really fun three-hour show mm-hmm. that lasted six hours. And I thought the whole point of WrestleMania was to, to do it over two nights so you could put on two three-hour shows at a push three and a half. And it is a bit disingenuous to say that this was six hours because the two-hour pre-show was completely missable. Yeah. There was not a single match on there, not a single angle, nothing in ring. So maybe, hopefully, this is the start of the end of pre-shows because I don't like them. Yeah, although it is, you know, when this show ran out of time and they had to cut the New Day... Seamus and and Ridge, uh, Ridge Holland match. You're like, you had two hours where you did nothing for two mm. hours, and then you're like, well, there just wasn't enough time to yeah. do a New Day match. Uh, the other problem, the, the pre-show thing isn't actually a problem. I like it just being nothing, and then I don't have to watch it anymore. It's pointless. I mean, I did have to sit here for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> the four hours should be three and a half or three because it's a two-night thing. Anyway, the other problem was how many goddamn video packages, wrestling-affiliated adverts, promos in between the matches. There were promos for like matches that are <laughs> happening tomorrow night, like Austin Theory and Pat McAfee got a big, uh, big video package. Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville got a big video package. Amos and Bobby Lashley got... like They were doing a lot of, here's what's coming up tomorrow night. And that's grand and everything, but I'm also going to see those video promos again on tonight's show. Do you know you know why they're there, don't you? So in the States, the, the Peacock broadcasts of this, you could watch the ad version. So all of those extended three, four minute slots where you put in the video promos is where commercials will be served to the viewer. However, if you pay, you get to watch the wwe promos this is a terrible offering it really is yeah that's not how like aw for instance um we get the fight feeds which means when the commercial break is happening in the states we get to watch the match so really you should not be taking commercial breaks in premium live events yeah it's like, it's like, remember when uh, WF was on Channel 4 mm. and like they started to realize, oh no, we don't want this product actually. <laughs> so they just started airing it on tape delay and putting ad breaks in the middle of it. That's what we're basically getting now. Yeah. So it's, um, this is obviously a new thing. I think they did it in the last two premium live events, but it really was over the top here. I think it's, I mean, it'll probably be the norm because it makes, it's Peacock's cool. Yeah. But it's a shame. There was a lot of stuff on uh, this show that could easily have been cut uh, for time. Uh, the Okay, there was one thing that did happen on the uh, pre-show, though, was when Mad Cat Moss did his promo, they misspelt his name bar 
to say that he was the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner? Uh, obviously, probably just a predictive text thing. <laughs> but I did call it the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in my review yesterday. So hopefully, <laughs> there's a graphics fan, there's a graphics guy fan that wrestled. That's a pop you. <laughs> right, so the actual card itself, uh, America, mm, yeah. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders doing a cheer. Talking of things that could be cut for time. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, someone that's in a not trap yeah, yesterday was like, this show is two hours and 15 minutes old and there hasn't been a single bit of wrestling <laughs> on it so far. WrestleMania! Exactly. Yeah. It's WrestleMania, baby! Woo! And I'm like, I'm watching the Dallas Ch- Cowboy cheerleaders after I just watched three lads, one of which I think was Jerry Lynn <laughs> <laughs> playing a country song and I don't care about. Uh, but Mark Wahlberg was there. Yeah. No, man, we're not. Uh, he was uh, doing the voiceover and he sort of appeared in the WrestleMania video package. I liked that. I thought that really did add some Hollywood prestige. Next year's a Hollywood the, one. To the Texas <laughs> WrestleMania. We're going to Texan to do it. Is he from Texas? No, he's Boston, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boston. Uh, yes, and he said the word stupendous. There were so many Austin 316 t-shirts in the crowd. And our first match was Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs versus the Usos. Uh, this probably would have been a really fun match, but about five minutes in, Boogs tried to squat both of the Usos and obviously tweaked his knee. He collapsed. He couldn't do it. He was right out. And I was thinking, God damn, Rick's a good seller. But no, it was unfortunately a real injury. Uh, found out later, he tore his quad and the patella tendon which is about a year worth of recovery, surgery. So the Usos went uh, three more minutes and pinned Nakamura. Yeah, it's a real shame for Boogs. You know, first WrestleMania, he was on the cusp of like a big yeah. push. He like they were using Nakamura to make a star out of Boogs, and so it it sucks for him. And we were like really confused by it because we weren't sure if it was a work or a legit injury. I was. I was sure it was a real injury because he wasn't tagging back in and he did roll to the floor. But the thing that actually added so much doubt to it is in the preamble before this match, they showed that he had faked a knee injury yes. <laughs> like on SmackDown. So we were like, oh, that's a really clever way to work that storyline in. Mm. And then when he didn't say, it, I was like, oh no, I think it's just, it's yeah. real. And then Andy was, was sad being like, it's a work. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not real. And then about an hour later, he was like, oh no, it's been reported that uh, yeah. it, it was real. It's a real shame. A lot of love for Boogs, so unfortunate. Did you you enjoy their outfits? It was yellow? No, they were branded content outfits. What? So they were sponsored by like Mike's Hard Beer Tea or something. Like they were like, they had like a, on the board and everything, you know, like around the outside, they had sort of like video boards. The guy Hard Mike, whatever his name is, he was there. They were posing with him. He had like his new drink that he was selling. Hard Mike. I think it's called like Hard Mike or something. It's not a product that we get here in the UK, but their colors were like the colors of his thing. And they had like his branding on their um, outfits. And, you know, no one does branded content like WWE, Stephanie Mamang will tell you. Well, you know, we, we are sitting here with a, a beer. beer I'm not wearing Beer 52 <laughs> merch, though. Do you, just as a, to, to show you what happened in the main event, by the way. This, this was the equivalent of the, a lot of the main event shots. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine Stone Cold in the background wrestling. Yep. Can you, can you just Google hard Mike? Apparently it's, it's Mike, Mike's hard. 
<laughs> That's worse. Mike's hard and he's coming for beer. <coughs> does sound like a porno name. Yeah, Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> Really? Just start with hard mic. Hard mic is <laughs> is my when I do GM mode, <laughs> I am hard mic. <laughs> okay, the next match was Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre. Again, bit of nothing. I mean, this is like a three month storyline. And the rest. Yeah, long, long time. But it felt pretty throwaway. But with that, there was still a few things worthy of the stage drew mcintyre's performance he hit a scent on over the top rope outside a little bit of more dissension between moss and corbin and one of the more shocking things of the weekend mcintyre kicked out of the end of days if i can just uh be smug for a second i called that before the match did you well said, done luke i said i said i think he's gonna kick out of end of days and adam said I don't care. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought it was a big deal that he kicked out of it. It's not that the commentary team did a really good yeah. job of putting over that. Like, I mean, they said no one's kicked out of it. I think someone might have done an NXT, but it has been such a protected finish. Drew looked awesome kicking out of it. The presentation of this was good, but I, I think it was too long for what it was. Uh, and a lot of the match was just Baron Corbin doing his very boring I'm just running up, do a punch and then I mug to the crowd for two minutes being like, yeah, I'm great and then what do I do? I do a punch and I mug to the crowd for ages and it's 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 so boring to watch and yeah, this went on way too long uh, about ten minutes, I think Is it really ten <laughs> minutes? Christmas day this needed to be four at most uh, Drew had a claymore to win, and then afterwards he went to swing his sword downwards on Moss. Like that's that's nearly a murder. Yeah. And Moss got out the way, and he cut the top two ropes, which was pretty cool. And I cannot figure out how they did it. Yeah, also... Because they were running those ropes. Yeah. I Also, like, you know, later on in the night, Stoke Cold Steve Austin got... Sorry, Kevin Owens got arrested. So, like... Why did why didn't Drew McIntyre get arrested for his attempted murder of Madcap Moss? Well, get on to the arrest. <laughs> what was he arrested for? Losing the match and being mean <laughs> about Texas. It was one of the stipulations that we didn't get told. That's a weird state. <laughs> <It was so, laughs> we ended the show and I was like, Kevin knows has been arrested, and I think Byron's dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just put then we got adverts, but then. Real WrestleMania began. Here it is. And I cannot believe I'm saying this, but as soon as Logan Mysterios came out, as soon as Logan Paul came out with the necklace of the Illustrator Pikachu, the most expensive Pokemon card in the world that he bought for $6 million, he came out and he just he, he brought the energy as a heel. Yes. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. And that, that's the thing. I thought Logan Paul exceeded all expectations in this match. Mm. This was like a bad bunny level. Like, oh man, he's really, I thought he was the best worker in the whole match. I thought he was awesome. It, it was like him going in there and doing the, um, the yes kick or the it kicks. And I'm like, oh, you're doing them so much better than Miz does. Yeah. And Miz has been doing this for 20 years. Like Miz is doing it being like, Ugh. and Logan Paul's like, woof, give you a proper little dig in the chest. He was weak. Every time he got in, we popped. We were like, yeah, Logan Paul's back in. When he tagged, I was like, oh, man, the Miz is boring. He's doing rubbish stuff. Get tag Logan Paul back in. I um, I think it's better than Bad Bunny. Mm. Because... He didn't do it a Canadian Destroyer, though. Well, 
I did a freaking <laughs> unassisted kip up. Usually when you do that with untrained wrestlers, you, the person's holding on to you. It's in like a wrist lock and, and they pull you up. You just did that after doing three, you know, the three amigos. And those were wicked suplexes so as well. Good. So good suplexes. He did the shimmy. He then had a really high frog splash. Not Montez Ford high, but much higher than RVD. And who's higher than RVD? <laughs> I thought the stuff that he did best was the stuff when he wasn't the active wrestler. When someone like a Mysterio would run over and knock him off the apron and he would take a proper spill to the outside. Him just tagging him with Miz. Like it was proper tag team wrestling at some point. It was really good. He was great. And any sort of flaws in his work, I couldn't see because he has a naturally unlikable charisma that is very loud. Yeah, he had one error in this match which is when he was standing in the wrong corner for um, when he was getting to the tag court. Like mm. He went to the same side the same side of the ring that uh, Ray was on, but the opposite corner. Tank. And someone had to say, like, hey, you need to go to, yeah. go, to, go to that corner <laughs> over there. But that was literally the only thing. And that's something that doesn't even really need bare mentioning. I thought he was so, so great in this. And I said at the start of this match, I'm so glad that WWE had the foresight this time to present him as a heel because he's an unlikable douchebag. You look at his face and you're like, he's a total knob. And he's wearing this $6 million Pokemon keychain around his neck. He's like, he's a twat. And like, he's an <laughs> unlikable guy. Present him as a heel. Brilliant. That's a genius move. Because they tried to present him as a baby face in the summer and it did not work. So present him as a heel now. Genius move. And at the end of this, they turned him baby face. And I'm like, oh, guys, you were so close to getting this right. So the end of the match was the Mysterios hitting the 619 on Logan Paul, which is something they've been building for weeks. Well done. I thought the Mysterios had it won there. Miz runs in, skull-crushing finale, I think. On Ray. On Ray for the win. So the heels won. And when that happened and Miz and Logan Paul were celebrating, I was like, yes, I'm here for this. I am here for them being a genuine tag team act going for the titles. Logan Paul said he wants to stick around. For the next couple of months. In yes, forward. please. Yeah. And then Miz just went, and hit a skull-crushing finale on Paul, which Paul did not sell. Well, he also <laughs> didn't sell the 619 either, just stood up directly after. Yeah. He's getting all of his lessons from Ronda Rousey. I, um, I don't think this works. I don't think it sets up a good, like, you know, Logan Paul won't be as good as a, as a baby face. But also, like, why would Miz do that as a character? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. No. I get you could say, oh, he's jealous, or, oh, Logan Paul was getting too much of the cheers in the match, but he wasn't. You weren't, You haven't been telling that story leading up to the match. Yeah. It just came out of nowhere. And, like, yeah, I don't think presenting Logan Paul as a babyface <coughs> is a good idea. No. Uh, we then got uh, Stephanie McMahon coming out to cut a promo about how WrestleMania is stupendous and how you know she loves each and every one of us. And she brought Thanks, out <laughs> she brought out Gable Steveson, who came out, did a pose, and then he left. Yeah, I was surprised nothing happened. <laughs> Again, thinking that things could get cut for time, cut this immediately. Do you remember this did nothing? In SummerSlam, it was him and the lady rest or basketball player, I can't remember. Him and a, another sort of college athlete. And she was running around. She looked great. She was interacting with the crowd. And he was, you know, very glum, bored. We tired. said at the time, 
oh, he's here because he's contractually obligated to be here. He does not want to be. And then they signed him. I was like, well, you signed? That's the yeah, guy. Yeah. I thought you'd signed the one who looked like she wanted to be there. <laughs> and then he's all these interviews he's done. He's like, I can't wait to get started. I can't wait to get to the main roster and do all these matches. And every time he shows up on TV, he's like, you all right? Yeah. The only thing I can think is that, like, in his mind, he thinks he's being intimidating. But it is coming across as, I'm bored. <laughs> oh, man, I can't believe my career is stooped to this yeah. level. So uh, hopefully they can give him some acting classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but next up, continuing the momentum. Like, imagine, like, that Logan Paul match, then this, then the Cody return, like, it was a great hour, great hour. Of, of the pay-per-view. Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair from the start of the video package where it reminded you of all the history since SummerSlam to the entrances, both of which were brilliant. Becky had her own Marvel sting where it had loads of clips of Becky. I think it was meant to be the um uh, the Then Now Forever. It was like WWE's Then Now Forever sting. Oh, that makes more sense. <laughs> Well, they're the same. They're the same concept. And then she gets driven out on stage by Trent's mum. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were like, "Oh man, what a presentation!" Like, it looks like she's arrived in a minivan. It's a. It was a much more <laughs> impressive car. Uh, and then when Bianca comes out, she's got a whole marching band, and like they're standing across from each other from the ring. And I said, you know, I've said my piece on Sasha and Bianca. I felt like lovely moment, but as story and character, it did take me out of it. This was just that when they were standing across from each other, I was like, oh man, you two hate each other. Mm-hmm. And you could feel that it was palpable in the air. An actual like proper blood feud tension. This should have been the main event. I totally agree. Should have been the main event. Yeah. This was easily match of the night. I mm. think it will likely be match of the weekend. I think this will go down as the greatest women's championship match in WrestleMania history. Probably. I thought this match was awesome. This was all killer, no filler. It was a brilliantly, brilliantly worked match. Told an awesome story. Becky is so, so great in this heel role, which is a role that we weren't all mm. on board for. Like, like we were fighting against her doing this, but she has done such a good job at working us into hating her. And Bianca Belair is one of the greatest baby faces and like, you know, baby face comeback stories and this and the other. I think it's so, so great. Someone sent us a, uh, an ultra chat saying like, do you think they'll do a Austin Hart double turn in the match? And then they showed like a video package with Bianca Belair and all these kids being like, I love her. And I'm like, yeah, they're definitely not turning <laughs> a heel. And you shouldn't turn a heel because she's such a good baby face. Mm. Everything about this match was perfect, including and actually the first 10 seconds of this match where they tease the manhandle slam, reversed into a KOD, reversed into the manhandle slam, repeat of SummerSlam with Becky with Bianca Bella kicking out at 2.99999. Yeah. It we all bought it as the finish. Really? All we popped so <laughs> huge for it as the uh, genuine buying it as the finish. Yeah, it was a great start and just everything they went 20 minutes. I didn't see a single rest hold. Nope. It was just action, action, action. But it didn't it never felt like you know, some matches, particularly the women's matches, do feel choreographed sometimes. This did not feel in the slightest bit rehearsed. It just felt all natural and real. Yet there was so many bits that were obviously pre-planned because of the attention to detail to the story. Uh, you know, like Becky gets her legs up on the ropes for one point because that's how she won like four months of matches. And just that, like some of the spots as well, that opening, uh, Bianca's 
450, was it, off the second, second rope? rope? Insane. Manhandle slam on the outside on the steel steps. Becky's like rolling thunder kick to Bianca's face that just hit her. We thought that was a botch. We thought she was trying to do like the molly go rounds, mm. um, sort of like seated senton thing. But Bianca Pella was just slightly too far away, so she just booted her right in the face. It could have been, but I, whatever happened, it looked great. They replayed it in slow motion, and Becky got all of it That's in Belair's face. Because if it was a botch and it was meant to be a molly go round, they covered for it so mm. well, so it doesn't feel like it was. And that's the key to like botching things in wrestling is to make sure you, as a viewer, don't think, "Oh, I think that was a mistake." So they get inside, Becky goes for a man slam, Bianca flips out of it using the ropes, hits the KOD to win. Just like... Flawless match, Flawless. great presentation, right result, off of the back of an eight-month story. Like, this is what WrestleMania should be. 100%. It's why Bianca Belair should have won the Royal Rumble. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, loved it, loved it, loved it. Perfect. I don't know, fi- don't know five-star... But certainly four three quarters. Yeah, I think it's, it's five star for me. Mm. It's one of my, I think this will likely be one of my favorite matches of the year when we come to doing our end of year awards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we got the like off of that we got the Seth Rollins Cody stuff that we've already spoke about, and then we got the Undertaker Hall of Fame bit. You just really hideous AR <coughs> version of Taker. Yeah, it was really awful. You just don't do it. Why? Sure, is there someone in WWE that looks at this and be like, another one nailed. <laughs> Just nailed it again. Why do we keep getting this so right? Uh, this was a really nice send-off for Undertaker. I don't like calling him Mark Calloway. You know, I, mm. I feel like it's disrespectful. Uh, so I'm going to say Undertaker. To see all those people, 777,899 genuine legit people yeah in a, in a building that was set up for sixty-five thousand. yeah yeah incredible <laughs> <laughs> uh but this you know like thinking back at that survivor series retirement yeah this this it, is what it this was better much nicer yeah. yeah unfortunately then came charlotte flair and ronda rousey yeah which was the last actual match well advertised ad- advertised match um yeah they got loads of pyro in the intros it never clicked. It went 20 minutes, just as long as Bianca and Becky. Yeah. And Seth and uh, Cody. But it just wasn't good. And it wasn't good, like, in ring work wise, nor was it good just because of their characters and the story leading up to it. I really did not like this match mm. at all. Like, I think Becky hit the nail on the head in that Ariel Helwani interview where she was like, "I this should not be the main event. The story has been bad. The characters are bad. I think this Ronda Rousey return has not worked mm. because Ronda's heart's not in it. Like she, li- she legit said it in the first promo she did, I don't want to be here. Yeah. And that has carried across. It's not a character thing either. That's just her personally. And it's carried across into every segment. She's that promo on Raw where she just seemed bored and she didn't want to be there. And then she's just been not asked about this. She just sort of rambles in her promos, not putting any effort in. And then apparently she was really, really mad when she found out on Friday that they weren't going to be the main event. Oh, when did this come out? So Brian Alvarez said this on uh, one of the Wrestling Observer radios, said that apparently she like nearly walked out and cooler heads prevailed and they managed to sort of talk her into staying. So I think that she was promised the main event of WrestleMania, 
and then she wasn't getting it and then she came in and like I don't think her heart was in this match because mm. she knew she wasn't winning mm. and you know you talk about the finish how about like Logan Paul just stood up after the 6-1-9 and then he stood up after the skull crushing finale Ronda Rousey lost this match here immediately just stood up and was like oh okay let's just talk about the finish because yeah. that might color why um the referee counted three off of Piper's pit, but Flair got her foot on the ropes, so he called it off. R Ronda was arguing with him. Charlotte took out the referee by accident. Ronda got a visual submission on Charlotte, but referee didn't see it. She went to revive the referee, stood up a big boot from Charlotte, and Charlotte got the three count off a big boot. Not even a finish. Very strange. Weird finish. It came out of nowhere. <coughs> yeah, I, this was a bad, bad match. Bad match, bad ending. And it's, it's like, it's not just bad in isolation. It's bad projected into the future because my initial thought after the, the finish was, oh God, we're getting a rematch in another month of this. Yeah, that, that was my <laughs> worry as well. Or it's like, well, maybe Ronda's just going again and she'll be back for Mania next year. Maybe. Um, I, uh, Brian Alvarez said maybe they're building to a submission match. A lot of the match was built around Ronda getting ankle lock, armbar, Charlotte getting in the figure eight. Yeah, and the commentary was saying, because like Charlotte's whole deal has been, you're a one-trick pony. But the commentary were really putting over, oh, that's a new move from Ronda. Mm. That's a new move from Ronda. She's got some more into her arsenal in her back well pocket. Done, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't like this. And if you... As wrestlers, if you knew that that was your finish, why are you petitioning to be the main event of the show when Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch are sat right there with an actual good story and an actual good finish and an actual feel-good moment? And you're like, well, I don't know, but I think we should probably be the main event. It's Triple H Jericho being like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, yeah. My, me winning with the big boot to set up a match at WrestleMania Backlash should close the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Triple H and Randy Orton's like, I don't know about Taker, take Undertaker, Taker Michaels. I think we should probably be the main event here. Not, not just freaking Becky and Bianca, but Cody. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're bigger than all of these people. The big boot, though. Well, let's talk about what did get the main event slot. It's the KO show. He comes down. He's got the set. He gets some Texas hometown heat. Stone Cold makes his entrance. He does not look that old. No. Nope. Well, it helps because he's bald and he's got the goatee. It's the Goldberg look. It's the Goldberg look. You don't age with it. I'm going to look this young for the next 20 years. I said in my review, like, it's, yeah, it's like the Goldberg trick. And I've got a picture of you and I say, Luke's 58. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Stone Cold came down. It really did transport me back because he didn't look that different. The sound, the the music, and we we figured, oh, I think they're actually going to do a match here because he had the knee braces on. Yes, and so we were like, oh, maybe they are going to do a match mm. then. And yeah, they ended up doing it. They did some like back and forth talk, this that, and the other. And Kevin Owens said that I did bring you down here for other reasons. I don't want to just do a talk show segment. I want to beat Steve, Stone Cold Steve Austin in Dallas, Texas. I want to have a match. Did, did he? That that's not what I got from it. He said I've got a back, a bad back, so I wasn't. I want an easy win at WrestleMania, and you've got all those injuries. Either I, okay, maybe I missed. Maybe I misconstrued it. Then I just thought it was a case of that he said at the talk show, but he never wanted it to really be a talk show. He wanted to have a match. Either way, 
and this is my problem with it. What a crap story. <laughs> well, yeah. So I can see both sides of this argument because Adam made this point on the show yesterday because I said, why didn't you just advertise it as a match? And Adam made this point, and I do agree with this, that sets expectation. Mm-hmm. And everyone would have gone into that night being like, what is the match going to be like? What's this? What's Austin going to be like? As a talk show segment, we were being like, I don't know what this is. So when they announced it's a match, we were like, oh man, they actually are going to do a match. And so you didn't have any of the <laughs> expectations or preconceived notions of what it might be like. So you ended up just enjoying the ride. Yeah, uh, t- totally get that. I think that's all fixed if you make it come halfway through the show yes i agree with what Meltzer said about this though which is that tickets for night one were doing okay for wrestlemania the second they announced austin was going to be there ticket 12 went through the roof mm. and it outsold night two which has roman versus brock which is in wwe's one the biggest wrestlemania match of all time as it turned out people wanted to see stone cold steve austin do a podcast and so they like that was actually a driver of ticket sales and Meltzer made the point of if that's what people are going for if you put that in the middle of the card they're going they've got what they wanted then they leave and so do you want to have people leave halfway through your mania show because they've already try and beat the traffic don't want to be caught with them everyone trying to get out of the uh, building yeah yeah i see what you mean but there's ways around that just make a shorter show <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't have a 2 hour pre-show don't have an hour, 15 minutes worth of video packages. So what you're saying, it's the Cody Rhodes thing of just like, not every feud can be war and peace. Like, I'm not asking for every feud to be war and peace. There's a middle ground, Cody. Anyway, let's get back to what happened. Yeah, they had the match. It was it was really fun. Like, I loved but, it. Um, at the start, Stone Cold was you know, a bit slow. He's stomping the mud holes, but it's still fun. And then they brawl outside. They're into the crowd. And Kevin Owens hit a suplex on Stone Cold. Stone Cold with the neck on the concrete i was so worried i was like what's happening i know because well austin went to do a suplex and we were like oh don't do that steve that's gonna hurt you just as much as it's gonna hurt kevin and then owens did the suit i was like oh my god your neck steve yeah you've got bad neck that was the biggest spot i would say because everything else was that like what was stone cold like Oh, the way to impress people these days is with suplexes. He, he loved that suplex. Because then he went up to the top of the ramp and hit two suplexes on Owens yeah. on the stage. Uh, and then they went into the ring. Uh, KO hit a stunner. Stone Cold kicked out. Stone uh, KO got a chair, hit the chair, swang and miss, but hit the top rope, knocked himself The cat angle spot. Yeah. And Stone Cold stunner from Steve. Steve wins and then celebrates for 10 minutes as is Stone Cold's way. And uh, Kevin Owens got arrested. Yeah. And the Texas Rangers, whatever they are, they arrested Kevin Owens. Byron Saxton just got in the ring to have a beer too. He was just excited to see Steve Austin. He's like, me and Steve are such good buds. There's no way he's going to give me a stunner this time. (laughs) And he surprisingly did give him a stunner. And at the end, his brother got in the <laughs> ring. Not Byron Saxton's brother, but Stone Cold's brother. And they're hugging. And I'm like, is he going to stun his brother? Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a blast through all of this. And it's we've been laughing at WWE because they have pretended that Austin hasn't been at WrestleMania for 19 years. They've been saying, like, it's the first time in 19 years, despite the fact he's been at many, many WrestleManias in between mm-hmm. since he's retired. And it's just, you know, the North Korea rewriting of history that WWE love to do. 
but like all of a sudden when you do an actual match all of that 19 year stuff makes sense i've been saying this in multiple reviews just like i think they are gonna have a match otherwise why do you keep saying 19 years i don't know why you didn't just advertise it i but i do get both sides of the arguments of like yeah doing it this way i think probably lowered everyone's expectations going into it so it massively exceeded everything yeah, I, I don't I, know if I buy that. Mm. Uh, because, yeah, at the end, I loved it. I loved the experience. Right after, God, I must admit, I forgot about it. Well, mm. what am I thinking of right now? I'm thinking of Cody. I'm thinking of Bianca and Becky. And I'm thinking of Logan Paul, if I'm honest. Well, you said then, what was the YouTube trending topic? Yeah, I didn't even, yeah, those exactly correlate. Because it's that, that it was just, it was just sugar. It was, it was fluff. It was super, it was superficial. There was no meat to this return. And that's really what I would have wanted. I would have wanted Kevin Owens and Stone Cold to have a month, two month thing where Owens is genuinely like, I need to destroy you. And I'm sure he could come up with a great psychological Easy, edge yeah. to this. As Turn it into just, a blood feud. As opposed to just, I am Canadian. Yeah, like, how lazy is that? It just, it's a, it's a, it's a feud that stinks of half measures. Like they've gone a lazy way with the motivation and they also took a hedge bets route to is this a match? Isn't it a match? We don't want to raise your expectations, but here he's going to get physical anyway. Maybe even only decided to get physical very late in the day. Yeah, I don't know what the story here is, but I can't. I, I loved it. I had a really fun time with it. It was fun. It, yes. it was completely fun. And I was. it was fascinating to see so many people <laughs> witness a Steve Austin match for the first time. Like that, I, I found that to be a very interesting thing as a wrestling fan because like Austin was my guy. You know, him and Rock, and like they, they were two of my guys, right? So like to sit here and watch a match with someone who's never seen a Steve Austin match live with all of our chats being like, I've never seen this guy wrestle before. What's he actually like? I found that to be really, really interesting. What What did they think? Because I, you know, well, this I was, don't think okay. it was a very good. Well, here's the thing: <laughs> every the people who weren't into Austin, I think, were the ones who then said this did nothing for Kevin Owens, which and is true. We got a lot of we got a couple of ultra chats in towards the end of the night, being like, "This buries Owens. What does Owens gain from this?" I mean, we were sitting there being like, "Oh, Owens had a great time. Like he he main evented WrestleMania with Stone Cold Steve Austin. He got to have Steve Austin's final match, his first match in 19 years. What an amazing moment that must have been for him." But kind of, you're right. Also, as a character, as a wrestler, he's there on Monday night. Steve isn't. Uh, it's what CM Punk always used to say. Mm -hmm. Why do I? Why am I losing to Undertaker and Triple H and all these part timers when I'm there every single week? What do I gain from that? Yeah. Uh, do you think Steve sticks around? They were very heavy on this is the last match. Yeah. But I've heard that a, a lot of times. And then they've come out on Raw the next night and they announced they're having they're sticking around. I mean, Taker literally said, never say never. never, never. Say never. I think this is it for Austin. I mean, he, he's been retired for <laughs> 19 years. I think he just wanted to, you know, as a nice sort of cathartic way, I started my career in Dallas, Texas. I'm going to end it in Dallas, Texas. I think that's just for him a nice way to go. Shall we see what everybody else thinks everybody else's thoughts uh, we've got a load more on cody's 
WWE return, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Please get your chats in still. Rob Zilla says, wow, I didn't think I'd pop so much for Cody. I nearly misread that as poop. <laughs> wow, I didn't think I'd poop so much for Cody. Good to see the crossroads is still super effective, right? Anyway, had a lovely time with you stupendous lads last night and can't wait to do that all again tonight. Sending love from Jamaica. Thank you all so much. Yeah, we will be live again later on with night two reactions. I'm hoping that my voice will hold out for it. Uh, Matthew Robinson, Ollie. So what did you think? So what did you think? Did you get goosebumps for Cody's entrance? Yeah, yeah, I did. Mm. It was cool. It was cool. I was freaked out by the AR, but then I got over. It. <laughs> BL Dog. The Cody match did feel weird. It's like your heavily anti-cop friend goes into the police academy. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of just a weird disappointment. Bianca is money. She and Becky tore the house down. And Logan Paul was a lot better than I expected. Three out of five show, not bad. Would you? What would you give? I'd have given this four out of five. I gave it 80%. So that is exactly exactly four out of five. I can actually, we did do a poll. I'll have the poll results now. Alan McKay. I felt relieved to see the crowd actually cheering for Cody. I was afraid they were going to be like, wait, who's this? Also, Luke, can you say adrenaline in my soul, something, something Cody Rhodes line in your Tony Khan parking lot voice? <laughs> Cheers, guys. Adrenaline in my soul. Something, something. Cody Rhodes, you were there. <laughs> Small Afro Games. Hey. Hello. I would be shocked if Cody wasn't the one to beat Roman at some point for the title. Oh, we'll see. Can confirm. For, uh, 51% gave it a 4 out of 5 for this. Uh, 22% thumbs in the middle, 3 out of 5. And 18% 5 out of 5. What was bottom? Um, 5%. 5%. Yeah, 2 out of 5, 1 out of 5. Crush Rinder, three-month member. Yeah. Ollie, after last night, I feel maybe Cody may have a chance to really become something great. Two months later, Cody beats Reggie for the 24-7 title. He said he was going to win a championship. <laughs> the one his dad always wanted. <laughs> SP Ree. Uh, well, Sai. Let's get it out of the way, Vince. Cody and Brandy versus Miz and Maurice. <laughs> that is, if Cody's first feud is with the Miz, I'm going to be so annoyed. It was a good debut, but I, st- I see it a mile away. I think you, goddamn, you've hit that on the head. You want your wife in the promotion? Well, Miz and Maurice haven't had a match for a while. Matthew Robinson, what with all you guys, what will all of you guys think if Cody gets a three-week push to max SummerSlam, to max SummerSlam? To, as in, like, maximum oh, to max, And then gets put to the mid-card. Should we feel at all sorry for him? Like, Ollie, here's my brother, but I don't know if I still feel the same. That's a great question there. Do we feel sorry for him? I'll feel bad for the guy, but it's a risky run, so I don't, I don't have... Difficult. I don't have sympathy for anyone who chooses to go to WWE and things don't work out for them. Yeah, everyone thinks they can be the person to change WWE, and they have always shown that they are not a place to be changed. It still sucks. I will be very sad, but it'd be wrong to say I feel sympathy. Uh, Lewis Thomason, what's your favorite Cody moment during the first WWE run? For me, it was his WrestleMania 27 match versus Rey Mysterio. Nothing groundbreaking, just a really underrated match. Also, he needs to regrow that sweet tash and dye it in the colours of his tattoo. Favourite Cody Rhodes moment <coughs> is the Big Show feud for WrestleMania. Oh, ooh. Um, I really liked the Rhodes Scholars. Yeah, it was a fun act. Mm. 
Chris D, I was genuinely saddened when I saw Cody back in WWE. I'm all in on AEW and I worry about other AEW stars being tricked to coming over, just like all my favorite NXT stars getting called up and then ruined. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. I don't think I, I'm not like as attached to AEW stars sticking with AEW. If they want to go to WWE, then more power to them. My biggest hope and the best thing that can happen is that this is WWE genuinely realizing, oh crap, we need to treat the wrestlers better. So it's not so much that AEW stars are tricked to coming to WWE. It's that, no, AEW and WWE actually act competitively over creative, where some AEW stars are like, ah, maybe I will hop over to WWE because I'll get paid more, I'll have more exposure, and they won't mistreat me. Yeah, I would hope for that as well. I also hope that we don't have another investor's call where Vince pretends that they're not competition. <laughs> Hot tag. Uh, Ten Ruzza said, Hey guys, enjoy my Aussie dollar, Ollie. Man, night one yeah. was great, but I just can't get past Cody. It's just so ridiculous. His ego must have gotten so low that anything could have gotten him back. Disappointed he didn't recognize the difference he could continue to make. Sorry, I missed. I didn't know that was there. That is fine. <laughs> uh, J.O. Feller, how is Night 2 going to top this? Honestly, the only match I really care about is Brock versus Roman. And we were talking about this earlier. I think that triple threat tag match could steal the show tonight. Triple threat tag match. I'm really looking forward to Knoxville and Sami Zayn yep. too. Um, Morty JR says, personally, I could have lived without the first hour, 1.25 hours. If it had started with Becky and Bianca and the KO show was on previous Raw, the main event being announced, then it would have been an all-time incredible two and a half hour pay-per-view. I would have had the Logan Paul tag match on there, though. It felt like WrestleMania. Definitely. Alistair Jones, hey guys, been watching a love time. Love all that you do. What do you guys think of Undertaker's Hall of Fame seminar? Also, we're so glad to see Austin back. Was a joy to see him wrestling live again. Dan hasn't a Quizzlemania confirmed soon. I don't know. Are you trying to curse me there? I tried to curse you. Is that what he does? I love the fact his first feud is with Hook. (laughs) Genius. Uh, Yeah, the Undertaker's thing was weird. Just seeing him walk around like that. Sell me this pen. (laughs) Mayor of Painesville, Dan. I loved WrestleMania night one. McIntyre, Corbin, Flair, Ronda, and the cutting of Sheamus and Ridge of a new day, despite having more than enough time, though, was a bummer. But the rest, the rest, amazing. Dustin really helped Cody become a megastar. Yes, it was it was Dustin's. Uh, Tails B. Gable Stevenson had to show up to not beat Veer's record. Usos could have worn San Francisco jerseys and had bigger boos than Tommaso at TakeOver. He's looking at a face now. And why is Charlotte's big boot stronger than every other move that she has? I don't know. Yeah. Baffling. Riot DR. Hey, yo. Becky Bianca. Just That's a- very good. Thank you. Uh, just decided to deliver a crazy awesome match. Stone Cold's return to form makes me mark out, so forgive the replacement. Cody, Cody Rhodes, now the song is stuck in my head. Mm. Get well soon, Boogs. Jam that jam. Love you, 3005. Laximham says, the rest of the show was also amazing. The build to it didn't do it justice. Becky versus Bianca was main event worthy. Liked McIntyre Corbin. Logan Paul was a pretty good follow-up to Bad Bunny. Austin took a bump on effing concrete. Also, poor Byron. Yeah, I mean, this was... 31 wrestlemania 31 terrible build and then a show that massively over delivered on it dawn of rocks it's not done yet 
<laughs> there is still night two. There's still half of it to happen. We've got Bobby versus Omos later. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Torn of Roxas 101. I was there live, guys, and the energy was addictive. Shame I blew my voice out on the first night. Mm. Only bad match was the opener, and that's only because of Boogs' quad. Hope that he's okay. Why well, is not? Small Afro Games, Night 1 makes me scared for Night 2. I don't know how you can keep up with its quality. Night 1 is the best WrestleMania since 30, and honestly might be top 5 manias for me if Night 2 ends up delivering. I just can't judge WrestleMania, two night WrestleManias against other WrestleManias. I had the same thing, because I you do have to judge it as a whole. Yeah. When we did our um, end of year awards, there were people who were voting for like Night 1 as one of the best pay-per-views of the year and but not night two and i'm like do i count them as separate shows because they are just one show yeah uh jack nichols the moment i saw knee pads on stone cold i got hyped a crowd brawl in texas ko whipped texas into a frenzy and hit a stunner what a great end to the night shame about the mud hole stomping camera cuts have a lovely weekend you lovely boys thank you for everything love <laughs> tkm <laughs> Uh, Matthew Robinson, do you think since they were not the main event, they changed the Charlotte and Ronda fin- uh, finish to have a main event at Backlash and continue the story? Oh, it's possible, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Ben Walker, I couldn't get into Belair versus Lynch at the start. Felt like they were trying to do a fast-paced modern back and forth at the start and looked very sloppy, oh. and not in that scrappy fighting for control kind of way. It was a great match, but it took me a little while to get into it. Oh man, I was into it from before the start. Yeah, entrances. Yeah. Yeah. Tails P, why do we still have kickoff shows? Remember when they were just one hour and called Sunday Night Heat? Uh, popped really hard for the old Ray entrance. Also, we need to find all the old wrestlers and stop them from watching Sting and getting ideas. You're preaching to the converted Tails. Yeah. Tyler Robinson, not a lot of people are talking about Seth Rollins' entrance during WrestleMania. Was I the only one who came out? Uh, noticed he came out in a Ric Flair robe, Dusty Rhodes' biggest oh. rival. That's a really nice touch. Yeah, it was. It looked more Cookie Monster to me. Yeah, it was a little bit. <laughs> uh, Chris, hi guys. Last night was very good, but I have to say Charlotte Ronda match sucked. Both felt like hmm. they were sulking. They weren't in the main event, and I maintain Alexa having Charlotte would have been tons better. And I know I'm not alone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Alexa, sure. But also, like that was never a story. <laughs> Jack knew it was always like like from since January. Well. This is the Royal yeah, Rumble. The Rumble. Uh, Jack Nichols. The Rhodes-Rollins match really only reminded me how great Seth is. He nailed his character and overshadowed Cody with his work. Cody was still good, just not on Seth's level. Also, that Bianca 450 from Brett's rope hmm. ruled. That was main event quality. Actually, sorry, in Chris's point, I suppose uh, Flair did take Alexa Bliss out and she left because of her to go get therapy. Ripped that, that doll, yeah. Yeah, so maybe there was a story there. Ten Ruzza, it was wild to see Austin take the bumps that he did. It looked like he was having fun out there. Maybe getting that itch again. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't consider this a proper match. Bianca is incredible and becoming Miss Mania. Tomorrow will be interesting. Love you guys. That's a good nickname for her. The EST of WrestleMania. Yeah, because she, I mean, yeah, back-to-back manias like that. One titles, yeah. You can give her an Undertaker-style streak. Mm. Cyclone, I just saw Cody come back to WWE and Steve Austin have a wrestling match. Why do I feel like I've just woken up from a lucid dream? Why do your documents update? <laughs> Mine don't. Uh, Deadlock EXE said, Anyone remember how Brodus Clay was built up in his vignette as a generic monster heel and then how he debuted? I hope that level of swerve for Veer tomorrow. Funkin's on a roll, hey. Poor Brodus Clay. Thought he was going to be. Do you remember what Brodus Clay's big pitch was? Uh, Yeah, but remind me. The Hall of Pain. Oh, yes. And they gave it to Mark Henry instead and they were like, You get to do the dancing now. Uh. 
Matthew Robinson. Hello, guys. I've been a member for 38 months and have just watched uh, wrestling since Junkyard Dog Days when I was 14. Um, the weekend was amazing. I saw Undertaker retire and Stone Cold have a match like the old times. Seems like I'm 15 all mm. over again. Uh, Zachary Jenkins said, guys, last night was the first time I've got to watch a live stream and the match I got to watch with you guys with the Stone Cold match. Luke, I was crying with you guys when he was taking those back bumps. Also, Cody is now a top guy. And welcome Chase, who is a brand new member. Thank you very much, everybody. I'm just going to refresh the document. To make just sure. in case. Just in case. Come through. Yep. Oh. oh. Can confirm that's it. Woohoo. Thank you ever so much for joining us for this WrestleMania 38 Night 1 review. But we're only half done. There's a whole Night 2 happening tonight. Tell us what we have on the WrestleJamia card. We do indeed, because tonight it's almost winner takes all. Because Adam and I's battle for the interim gem, that championship continues. He is currently six points ahead of me because of my Joker pick of Ronda Rousey winning backfiring on me. And because he won the Royal Jamble, he will also be challenging for the real Jam That Championship against the brand new champion, Andy Datsun. That is all happening. And Adam Blompier could win and finish up the night as a double champion. First time ever that will have happened in this prestigious championship reign. So that's on the WrestleMania Night 2 reaction streams tonight. We'll also be playing some more 2K22 and speedrunners during the pre-show because nothing will happen. Gem. Subscribe, subscribe, everyone, and thank you to beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself 10 free craft beers on us. Beer is coming to your front door. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle free beer. Just got to pay for that sweet ass postage and packaging. Love you all. Jam that jam. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.